0: All right, Chris, count us off. Five, four, three, two, one. How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to episode two of the Old School New School podcast, featuring yours truly. I'm Will Charles Egan. And I'm Chris Meekins. It is a pleasure to have you here again today. So.
1: Pretty exciting. Uh, we did our first podcast. We did, uh, yeah. yeah. And we, we got a lot of hits. We did. We didn't get a lot of finishers. <laughs> no, yes.
0: We got we, a lot of, oh, this is interesting. The audience has spoken. Yes. yes. Yeah. Maybe they were telling us, hey, stop talking about mansplaining so much. Yes. And just move on. Yes. Which, to be fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. We're but, learning. But,
1: but it is good to know who we are.
0: Yes. That is that is true, that is, I, and I think it'll come out as we as we speak. Right, that's who we really are. Okay, because this is this is uncensored. This is just us, and so we're, we're trying wondering. to reach people that won't go to church. So that's if you go to church, don't you know?
1: Don't clip. tune out now. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's for you as, as well. Yeah, but yeah, we both go to a church called Bayside Bayside Community and Church. We love it, and uh, a lot of the times we we're talking about the message from the week before. So mm-hmm. if you go to Bayside. It's kind of where we're going in this direction. Yeah. So, uh, this week we thought we would talk about um, uh, th- what the the message was. It was interesting. I have mm-hmm. this little piece of paper because I need to make it larger. Old school. Um, got paper. Old school. It's on a piece of paper. That's right, as it should be. As it should be. Uh, but he, I do a men's breakfast on Saturday morning, it's eight o'clock to nine o'clock. And when I left Saturday, I read this, path, this uh, part of the book. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to read it. All right. And I, I went to uh, a public high school, and <laughs> I, was pushed, I was part of the new generation. Anyway, uh, it's from a book called uh, uh, Being Holy. Mm. The year was 1957. It was the 4th of July weekend. The weather was hot and muggy. Mm. Minnesota mosquitoes were out in full force. That's when I married Mary. There was no air conditioning in the little church filled with friends and relatives. The music rang out, and there I stood at the altar in my too tight, rented attire, my soon-to-be bride beside me, the burning candles, the church full of perspiring bodies, the stifling day, the lack of ventilation were just too much. Mm. I passed out at my wedding. Whoa. yo, bummer. Oh, that's my, rough. My brother Jim, best man, held me up one side, and my wife-to-be did her best to hang on until it was official. At the right moment, I managed to mutter, yes. The minister pronounced us man and wife. We kissed each other and made a safe passage up the aisle Whew. to the door and to fresh air. If you have a license, witness and the proper official, that little word yes is all it takes to get your to get you married. The same word will keep your marriage working. If you are into difficulties in your marriage, the last the best way to get back to what got it all going is another yes. Yes, I'll wait for you to finish your shopping. Yes, I'll carry out the garbage. Yes, I love you. Yes. When it came to Christ, no matter what the words were that we prayed, we said, yes, Lord, be my Savior. Yes, got the transaction going. We passed from death to life. We are born again. It was too simple that many t- missed it. Yes brings the Holy Spirit into your life in its fullness. Yes, Lord, I come. I, okay, yes, Lord, I count myself dead to sin. Yes, Lord. I have everything over to you and yes, Lord will keep the experience alive and fresh over and over. The Holy spirit will articulate to us the things of Christ. Our response must always be an unreserved. Yes, Lord. Mm. And so I read that and, mm-hmm. and the next day at church, we had this special speaker and he was talking about saying yes to God. Yeah. He was like, yes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so the guys come out and they're like, Hey, that pastor just read, he just said what you said yesterday. How'd you know? And I'm like, well, you know, I have the inside scoop. No, I'm like, I just felt like I should read it. Yeah. And so, uh, and it put me on a journey all week long mm-hmm. of how do you say yes? And, and there's a big difference with me. I'm retired. I'm like, okay, I can do that. Mm-hmm. But you're like in the beginning of life. Yes. Uh, as a adult,
0: right, the beginning of adulthood
1: of of a work your workforce, mm-hmm. your, your drone, yeah. you're a drone. You're yeah. You moved
0: into a drone bee. Yeah, I'm finally moving my way up into fanning the honey with my wings.
1: So how do you how do you look at that? How do you how do you say yes mm-hmm. to God and yes to your new job and yes yeah. to your friends going out?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean a lot of it is. I mean, even the, the little stuff, we were, uh, the the message this previous weekend was uh, a guy that looked, for all the youngins. he looked like Link from Good Mythical Morning, but like a pastor. You have no idea who that is. No. That was me talking to my audience. I, I have
1: no clue. What <laughs> okay,
0: but about. yeah, he, he gave a really amazing message about uh, serving now. It's essentially his whole topic was stewarding what you have now so that when you are prepared, God will gift you with more. So it's taking care of what you have and being a good steward of what you've been given so that God will see that he can trust you with more and then he will give you more. And that's kind of how I feel a lot of the youngins' lives goes. It's just like, why can't I have a a six-figure job yesterday? And why can't I have this and this? And I need to drive... The new Mercedes, like this guy, you've been driving a Mercedes this it's past It's a week. pretty sweet car. It is. It's your friend's car. Yeah, it's my so, friend's car. But it's like I Nobody want. Nobody knows the difference. <laughs> they just still see you in the driver's seat. Yeah, yeah. It's like, that's Chris's Who's car. Look that old man in that hot rod. <laughs> and that's how all of us youngins, us youths are, is like this instant gratification of like, why can't I have everything now? And you're like. God, I'm ready. Just give it to me right now. Just lay it on me. I'm ready. And then you realize that you've got it all wrong because you're an idiot and you're still 18 years old. Well, and I think it's okay to have the thought of, I want to be that guy
1: that got the five bags of gold Mm -hmm. and then God gave him another five bags.
0: Yes. I want to be that guy.
1: Yes. Oh, oh, wait a minute. He, he got up and went to work and Mm -hmm. invested it wisely. He, He did his part.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah. God will give you, uh, that's the parable of the talents, the guy that, you know, the master gives his servants a designated amount of money. And then he leaves and he says, when I come back, I, I should see that you've done well with what you have and you should multiply it. And so that's kind of how we are now is God will give us one talent or one bag of gold now. And as a teenager, as you're developing, that's, your first couple of steps is like, all right, I'm going to take this first step of faith and this first step of obedience with this little first job. My first job was at TCBY. Okay. This can't be yogurt. It was a frozen yogurt shop and I hated it. it this is dumbest. Which a was- capital H. Yes. hated. it. I despised it. It was just like, you know, it was minimum wage it was whatever the boss looked like the lead singer from the animals you you understood i understood. okay that's good that's good but it was it was a crazy little dumb job with some crazy weird employees and then the next job was at sweet tomatoes rest in peace because sweet tomatoes went bankrupt yes
1: but it was good
0: right i like to think that i was the reason why sweet tomatoes went bankrupt why were you giving out too many tomatoes well (laughs) because after i left like, literally within a couple of months after me leaving, oh, it must have they been. closed. Like, oh, that's absolutely. what I'm thinking. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Because it's all about. Me. You are God's gift to dude, Sweet Tomato. That's, that. amen, dude. <laughs> I was killing that salad bar, bro, single-handedly. And then I left, and they're like, guess we have to shut our doors forever. And so that, I look back at, at it with not that much fondness, but I can tell that those were more than likely developing years. Each one of those different stupid jobs that I had, that I hated, that I remained obedient to, despite the fact that I did not want to go to them. I still felt called to that, that I had to remain in that, despite me going like, well, let me put in another application here, and here, and here, and all these other jobs would just fall flat on their face, because I was supposed to remain in, in the muck, in the trenches, if you will, so that I can develop for what I'm supposed to have in the future, because God saw that He trusts with little first. And then if that goes well, God says, you're ready for your next step. And then he'll give you five talents. That'll give you 10 talents.
1: But it isn't all just about the reward. Mm. It's about um, being
0: what I was getting
1: out of it this week is that it's not so much about the reward as it is the representation that you're representing God. uh, Yeah. That he, he... I mean it's really difficult to say god bless me and yeah. I need more money <laughs> right. because I want you know I want to double my 401k which right. I'm not sure I had a I didn't do quite well so I had no. a 201 <laughs> but anyway k um, you uh you're like is that wrong for me to pray for that mm-hmm. I don't think so because uh, right. there's that the prayer of Jabez I don't know if you've ever read that it's a great book mm-hmm. but um it's about representing God and what God is doing in your life. And so people look at you and say, well, God's, you were really blessed because Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure you guys are pretty incompetent on (laughs)
0: on podcasting. Can we just take a moment? (laughs) We suck. Like, let me just humble myself before we talk about driving Mercedes and having lots of money. We suck.
1: Right. I'm just saying, (laughs) but it's God's to say, uh, to other for people to represent. Why are you doing that? Well, we want to reach people for Jesus. Well, yeah. oh, that's awesome. And so it's really about representing God mm. in everything you do. Yeah. And the blessing is getting the privilege for us right. to be on a podcast.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: i you know, your mom and
0: my kids are the right. only
1: four people that are listening. <laughs> yeah, right. right,
0: right. Now. You are currently <laughs> our only <laughs> subscriber, Chris.
1: Uh, am I really, you I, believe I subscribed so. why don't, you, don't isn't that what you're supposed to do? Well
0: yeah I, I don't even think I'm subscribed to our own podcast I should probably do something about that
1: so so when you say yes, it's about people it's about you representing God you mm-hmm. representing Jesus in what you do and people mm. going I, I pretty much know him he's not that talented but God <laughs> has blessed him yeah. and shown favor on yes. him yes even in the spite of because he's willing to do what he can right do. and then that guy uh he talked on sunday he said uh we've got a church of
0: people that are gifted mm. but they're lazy lazy Ooh. and mm. i'm
1: like oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh
0: dude i needed to hear that so bad that whole message was so perfectly timed because of starting all of this and getting the new job and you know, maybe trying stand up comedy and all of these new things. And then it's just like, well, how did it go on Thursday? I didn't go. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I didn't chicken out. It was just, it wasn't my time to go yet. But I went and that was probably the best open mic night I think I'd ever been to. Okay. Everybody was like, I laughed audibly. I actually laughed a couple times. This is McCurdy's Comedy Theater in downtown Sarasota at 9 p.m. on Thursdays. There was this one 83-year-old. He was hilarious. Yeah. He was so good. There's some people that are really gifted and they're 80. Yes. 3. And they're not lazy. So tell me more about this uh-huh. lazy statement. Right. Well, so I feel that sometimes I put in all this work and I go really hard and then by the time I get to the end of the day I'm just like I want to I just want to and then just crash and die and fall asleep for 8 hours because it's like, well, I'm not putting in enough work and then there's another part of me that's like I need to be working seven days a week for 10 hours 12 hours every day and then I'm never gonna sleep and, and start doing Adderall stay up all night and just obviously I don't actually do that Yeah. okay that's yeah we'll, we'll clarify <laughs> for, the <record. laughs> for the record but there's I was talking about this a little bit last time but that's kind of how I look at my life is two extremes and then it's like where do I find myself in the middle of that because this new job that I'm going into is very much a workhorse mentality. Okay. Grind every single day of the week. Don't sleep. Don't stop. Wake up at 5 a.m. Go to sleep at 5 a.m. And and so it's just like, I don't see anybody in this career field like taking breaks, taking a Sabbath and slowing down. And it was pretty scary. It's intimidating. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know yeah. if I'm cut out for this yeah. kind of cloth. And so I'm thinking... Maybe, maybe I could set the example and, you know, be the guy who does take a Sabbath day or, or two days of rest because everybody there is just like going so hard all the time. Oh, and there's a part of me that's like, well, don't be lazy. You're not supposed to take breaks. And then it's like, well, you probably still should. Well, God's
1: also called you to celebrate the Sabbath. Yes, absolutely. Honor. Honor. What's, the word? What's the word? Honor word? the Sabbath. Okay. Yeah.
0: To just do it. No. It's to Sunday. just
1: Take the day off. Take the day, yeah. So, so let me go back a second. Mm -hmm. So, do you think that the biggest transition? Okay, you graduated last year. Mm -hmm. Like last year, you're like, oh, I have this class, I have this job, I have you know my family obligations. Mm -hmm. So, you really have a set schedule of and people telling you what to do. Yes. And then all of a sudden, someone gives you this sheet of paper, Mm -hmm. and all the decisions are on you. Gone. Yeah, it's up to me. And you should know that. Did they have a mm-hmm. class on having balance?
0: Nope, there is there is no balance class. Balance class? No, where you stand, Pastor Randy. Yeah, <laughs> can incorporate you, that. Can
1: you incorporate that?
0: That it's kind of like a what a home ec class where it's just like you figure out how to just do life. Maybe that that might help. But I a home ec class. Home economics. Did you not do that? Well, we we had we had to sew an
1: apron. Right. I broke the needle like eight oh, times. They're like, you can't. You know, okay, go you ahead. fool, Chris. Long time ago.
0: Yeah, right. Back in the day, but I I didn't have the like. All right, now here, well, in fact, when I walked up on stage and got my diploma, it was like in this nice elaborate tube, and yeah. I open it up, I pop it open. It's empty. I'm like, gosh, they got me one last time.
1: Just I one. We'll show you. We'll show you. <clears throat>
0: Give us that payment, dude. They, exactly. They always win, but it'll be mailed to me in the next couple of months. It's the I man. Guess. The man coming down on you. Man. Yeah. No. Exactly. The hammer's coming down <laughs> on my heart. It sucks, <laughs> but I get this sheet of paper that says, "Oh, you have a bachelor's in psychology right. now," and it's like, "Okay, good luck." Yeah. yeah.
1: So 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 let's talk to the audience about, you know, where do you find the information on mm-hmm. how to how yeah. how do you do life? Yeah. How do you do life? That's a good question. I mean, how do you get a job? Mm-hmm. How do you get a job and then know that this guy's insane? Yeah. saying he wants me to work twenty four seven. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, and let me, <laughs> Chris, you are fired. <laughs> hey, let me dangle this money in front of you.
0: Yeah, right. Right. I mean, because that's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. It's like it's a it's a bait game. It's very much like this job will pay you six figures if you put in all the work. If you put in all the hustle, and I think. Well, when we get to the end of this episode, we're probably not going to have the answer. This is exactly what you do by a step-by-step process, but we'll give you some spiritual wisdom, right. some sort of guidance as to here are some of the things that we did. So for me, now that I've graduated college and there is no like actual discipline list, I very much have to self-discipline. And that applies to all aspects of my life. life. And so it starts out something very simple. There's this guy, uh, Dr. Jordan Peterson, who has, you know, many, many different pieces of literature and lectures about, you know, self improvement and all this. And he has this one that I love where it's you get up and the first thing you do in the morning is you make your bed. Why? Well, because your body's natural response to completing. A small task gives you the motivation to then complete a bigger task so if the first thing that you do in the morning is a small win okay. then that gives you the encouragement and the motivation practically to say i can i can do this i'm up i made my bed i'm awake and i'm still alive my first thing is
1: i uh, my wife I, I try to get up earlier than my wife because i don't like making the bed and that's her job amen no <laughs> such a sexist <laughs> anyway no what I do is I put on my uh, I put on my shoes and I mm-hmm. go for my walk or workout nice. so yeah. the first hour is I listen to the bible on tape oh cool I'm, t- I'm not tape with well, your phone oh phone. boy yeah <laughs> dated
0: yourself once again Chris so I I, I
1: have I have a uh, whatever a walkman so, a walkman <laughs> uh and i've i've had those before but i i listen to uh uh nikki Gumble from alpha mm-hmm. uh it's a through the bible in a year it's 30 nice. minutes nice i walk for an hour then i i i listen to that for a half hour then i pray i i do uh i, I live by one of the pastor's houses and i try to pray over it. sometimes when i walk by his house i nice. pray a blessing on his family and him that's and awesome. then uh, i pray for my family and then like right at the last five or ten minutes i listen to worship oh cool and so it, it, it's the same way yeah like i'll tell my wife i'll say i've got to do this because right. it starts my day off mm, and i know that yes. at least i'm starting off so that's the first thing you do. Know.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah it's i talked about it i believe on one of our like test episodes where okay. you have like this dopamine checklist where you, you have small tasks throughout the day that if you accomplish, it gives you like a small dopamine boost where you're like, Oh, I completed a goal. I'm, you know, it's accomplishing something small. And so when it comes to having the, the, my notes. Oh, nice. When you, when you get a job or when you, uh, pursue a relationship or when you are learning some spiritual with any aspect of life, you you have the motivation in the morning and it's kind of like the snowball effect yeah. where you do the small little things where you start your day off on the right foot listening to scripture. You do a small task that you completed and it gives you a, a check on the list. You take that momentum and then you can roll it into, all right, now I can punch in at work. Now I can invest my time in this. Now I can do this. Now, I, And so it becomes easier because that's the hardest part of like, Going up on stage doing stand-up is the stage fright, is right. the anticipation right. of something. Or when you're going into a job interview, when you're behind the door, it's absolutely terrifying. And you're like, I'm petrified. Once you cross that door and you get into it, you're like, oh, I've done this before. Or, oh, this is easy. The and, same thing happens to me when I give, have to give a,
1: a talk mm-hmm. in front of the guys. Like this morning, I gave a talk. Yes. I mean, I, I'm, I was like, it was a bad week.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. I just, but then I get up there and I'm just like,
0: okay. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I know how to do this. I've done this before. Yeah. Exactly. Fake it till you make it. A, well, <laughs> I almost said amen. I'm like, well, I don't know about that one. So so
1: the, the funny thing is that we have that idea. I want to have a good day. Mm-hmm. But then it seems like the devil like starts knocking yep. immediately. Yeah. Because I, I really do. I want to be that guy that got yeah. the five bags. Amen. But then all of a sudden my friend calls up and says, "Hey, by the way, you know that 50 bucks you owed me from like 8 years ago? <laughs> you know, I need it today. Well, I don't have 50 bucks today." Or yeah. Um uh, I get you get a a, a bad pain you're like, mm-hmm. "Oh my gosh, I'm knocked out for the day." Or, right. It's it's almost like the devil shows the minute mm. I say I want to be yes. all that I can be for uh-huh. God, the devil shows up.
0: That's happened to me so many times, even recently. Really? Oh yeah. I mean, the the one time that I was going to uh I think it was, it was like the day after you had told me about the podcast and I had said yes and that I had all these plans and I just got like violently ill. Do you remember that where I was going to go to the youth oh, yeah. group? Oh, yeah. And I was like last minute, I had to call and be like, I'm feeling like I'm going to throw up. I'm like frozen. I can't move. I had to go to urgent care.
1: Well, you met with that publisher that morning. That's
0: what it was. Yes. Yeah. I met with a, a publisher because I'm, you know, I'm, a, I'm a writer and I want to publish books eventually. And I had all these amazing things happen to me in this one day. And then I just got violently ill. And I was like, there's no way this isn't a spiritual attack.
1: And I think that that's what the devil wants. He mm-hmm. wants, uh, he wants us to be a poor, lazy.
0: Mm. S- yes. Steward.
1: Yes. And um, cause his goal is to defeat us. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's his goal.
0: Yep. And so yeah. what did you
1: do with that? With that, uh, with that day when you, you felt sick
0: and yeah, uh, I had, I, I was like, I called up, because my mom is one of those moms It's like, whenever you're sick, she'll like cook you three bowls of soup and buy you all these meds and then get you the essential oils and the homeopathic crap. And I'm like, ah, it's fine. So I called up my mom. I'm like, mom, I'm sick. She's like, all right. She's like, let me suit up real quick into my mom's superhero costume and let's go to urgent care. And, I'll and buy he's an the- only
1: child. so If it wasn't obvious. Yeah,
0: yeah. And so I went over to her place and then we had a really good talk and I felt better because she made me soup and we had a a really good conversation because there was also like deep-seated anxiety and stressors about all these different things changing in my life. Everything's
1: changing for you.
0: Yeah, a lot of things are changing. And I I want it to all happen like this, but it's so slow that I'm just like, oh, it's like the anticipation of going up the roller coaster before it tips off. And I'm just like waiting. And the same
1: thing happens for uh, older people. Like they finish a career. Yeah. They retire. They're like, okay, God, what now? What am I going to do now? What am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Sit around and watch Fox TV? I mean, I, I, I'm pretty sure that's not what I want <laughs> to do. Certainly not. Yeah. And uh, uh, sorry, all our liberals out there. But, uh, <laughs>
0: not to alienate our audience or anything. No, no. I mean,
1: I, I listen to other channels too, just to get to a different sure. perspective. Yeah. I listen to all, I'm trying mm-hmm. not to listen to any now. That, produces, uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah. Uh, but. Here's what God wants us to do. Mm-hmm. We we hit on it a little bit. I think God's asking you to be obedient. Yeah, I mean that's really the only answer. That's the answer yeah. to being a godly man mm-hmm. or a godly woman, mm-hmm. depending on how you identify that <laughs>
0: Right. Not that there are any women listening to us, anyways. It's it's fine. You don't have to. There's none of them here.
1: So so, how do you step into being
0: obedient? Mm. It's funny you're asking me that. You being the significantly wiser one, but I'll take a step. Oh, I know the answer. I know know what I think. I just want to hear your dumb answer, Will. (laughs) Well, being obedient from what I got from the message recently and from what I've been learning with all of this stuff that's been happening to me is do what you have right in front of you or listen to the last thing that God called you to do that you know for certainty that God called you to do and complete that. Because it's like you can't, jump the gun if God has called you to be in point A still when you want to be in point B. So be obedient to what you have now. And I know it doesn't sound like an answer at all. It's like, well, if I do that, nothing's going to change. And I want things to change. I want something to be different in my life. And you're telling me to stay in the same place and just keep doing what I've been doing this whole time. Yes. Yeah. It's terrible and you don't want to do it, but truly it comes down to when God sees you be obedient in the little things that you're doing now and you keep praying and asking Thy I will be done. Ultimately, I'm going to keep on finding enjoyment in the little things that I do now, even if it's tough, even if it sucks, even if you're working a salad bar at sweet tomatoes and you don't want to do it anymore. You keep doing it because God, or you've
1: been doing something for 25 years. You're like, I'm, I, I got
0: to get out of here. <laughs> I got to, I got to relocate my priorities here. Yeah. And just keep, Doing what you need to be doing now until an opportunity arises. Keep asking God, pray to God. I Just send me another opportunity. Send me another directional calling whenever you want it to be. You know, they will be done in your timing. And then whenever it comes around, be obedient to that next step. And it, it's not an instant answer. It's because God often doesn't work with instant gratification. Oftentimes it's a long, slow process. Yeah. And you just got to be obedient and consistent.
1: Well, and there's always there's always um, biblical concepts. I mean, and mm-hmm. there's there's Bible verses. So first of all, um, we know that the devil comes in to steal, kill, and destroy. Sure. And that's what his job is to do. Mm-hmm. And God wants to give us the blessing of saying yes, right, to whatever it is. And so, one, I think you need to, like you said, you need to, you just need to be obedient. Mm-hmm. Oh, how do you be obedient? oh wait a minute I have to stop and pray and ask God God what what does obedience look like I got a story on that I'll share another time but it's like I literally had to say to God what do you mean mm. what 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 do you mean by being obedient <laughs> right I've never been obedient in my life okay <laughs> nice um I have always pushed the envelope mm. but God's like no we've got a new plan for you right and so learning to 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 be obedient mm-hmm. um and so th- th- there's always there's always verses on how to do that. Yeah. Um, and with God's uh, there's Romans eight thirty seven, No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. And so He gives Ooh. us the He gives us the power. Um, and so um, he he he. I don't even know how to say this because it's it's so simple that we, we make it complicated.
0: Yeah. mm Hmm.
1: We we go, well it's gotta be more than that. Yep. So yep. when the go back to Old Testament talk mm-hmm. when the Israelites crossed the Jordans, yep. the whole thing was pick up this he got, you know, the priests mm-hmm. to carry the architect. Ark of the Covenant, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I want to call it something else because I watched too many Indiana Jones. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) yeah. Did you watch that? I mean, wasn't that cool? The Indiana Jones were, though, and they opened it up. It was like... Oh, the Ark of the Covenant where the
0: people start melting? Yeah, the very first one. Oh, yeah, yeah. I I thought you were talking about the new one. The new one I haven't seen. No. So anyway, Mm -hmm. so
1: but he told them, pick up the Ark of the Covenant Mm -hmm. and go into the Jordan. And when they put their foot in, when they put their their toe in the water, Mm -hmm. God parted the sea. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's for, like, you, as you step out yeah. into this new world. You're like, I'm pretty sure God's called me to be, like, a podcaster, mm. a, com- a com- comedian, mm. a, a Christian comedian, mm. a man of God to represent you. Mm-hmm. I, w- I will represent you in everything I do. Yeah. Uh, there's that thing, uh, proclaim the gospel every day, and if you have to, use words. Mm. But... It's putting so your toe in the water, being obedient, which is why we have the Bible is to yeah. give us examples of what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And again, we're doing this with this podcast. Yeah. We're putting our toe in the water. Saying, exactly. Okay, like, what is this going to look like? Right. And and hopefully you'll fix hopefully, it. Hopefully <laughs> some things, some of the rough
0: edges will get smoothed out. It's a process. This is only episode two. We'll give ourselves some grace.
1: And and knowing who you are in Christ, and so mm-hmm. part of my, uh, I did this thing that's called Brave Heart Initiative, Ooh. and you had to do your, I uh, you had to write an identity statement, mm. because the devil tells us, I, you have these words all yes. the time. The devil is always,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or or even people in our lives. Yeah, sure. Like your friends. Mm-hmm. Well, you're such a jerk. You're so stupid. And <laughs> yeah. You're like, eh, maybe I am. Yeah. You're so lazy. You know, and I've, I've got a whole list of it. Mm-hmm. But I wrote this identity statement, and two of the things that I wrote, uh, there's like ten or twelve of them in there, is I'm a harbinger for those who seek to know Jesus. Mm-hmm. That is my goal: is to wow. help people get into the kingdom. And so, when someone asked me to talk mm-hmm. uh, on Saturday morning, or someone asked me to lead in the high school group, yeah. It's part of who I am. Yeah. So when the devil goes, who are you to talk about? Well, no, this is who God told me I am. Mm-hmm. And I'm speaking those things into my life yes. rather than... So So as you were saying about your making the bed, yep. you're speaking the things of God right. into
0: your life. Right. Yeah, you start with what God told you, and then you just don't listen to anything else. It's re- And it, it becomes hard like identifying the you know like in in the bible it talks about the still small voice of god it hard it's hard sometimes to differentiate between what god says about you and what the other person says about you and it's like well maybe god is speaking through this other person and gets to me and then you get all jumbled up but it really it just it it's like you said we tend to over complicate things very easily and god's calling tends to be pretty simple and straightforward right. and then we make we build like a jungle gym around the simple idea that we just make it complicated. And it's like, well, just what did God tell you? Stick to that. Yeah. You don't have to, well, then this, they said that. And what if I'm really split? And then my mom told me I should be an insurance agent. Like, what are you just stop. stop? Stop it.
1: Let me ask God what I should do. Right.
0: And it's, it's okay. Even if you're like, like I was a firefighter,
1: mm-hmm. I was a firefighter, cleverly just, I'm a follower of Jesus, cleverly disguised as a firefighter. <laughs> And so I was able to do things on my days off. I didn't do them necessarily at the fire station. Right. But that paid for those other two days that I was able to do men's groups Mm and be able to volunteer at the youth center and everything like that. Yeah. And so know that God, God has a plan for you. It's not necessarily that you're going to make money at it. Mm -hmm. Sure. But I think he wants you to do what you love doing.
0: Yeah. Do what you love and the money will come later. Yeah. Or after, maybe not later. And, and maybe the money won't come. Yeah. Maybe you'll
1: just have a full life. I mean, there's sure. a lot of happy, poor people around the world.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to have gratification through like money. Yeah. Gratification comes through the work of your hands. I mean, that's one of the things that I love about just a lot of the Old Testament is, you know, the the people who were obedient had their reward in the form of a uh, the fruits of their labor, mm-hmm. right? So right. a reward was a large family or a large crop yield or some, you know, many goats. Yeah. And it's just like that's that's so important to somebody like me. And of course, you know, living in a Western world where we're all about physical, tangible rewards yes. and the rewards of a system of economy. Yes. But it's truth all throughout, you know, God's word is that When you are blessed, you will work and the work will reap rewards. There's nothing more gratifying than reaping the rewards of a task that you've accomplished. But ultimately,
1: God called us, He's called us to be in a relationship with Him. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that's where our fullness is going to come. It's never going to come from anything other than a relationship with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And when we get that, all this other stuff kind of happens. Right. Yes. But we live in a society that says, oh, when you get all this stuff, then this will happen. Ah, and the truth of the matter is is that it's only in a relationship with Jesus that mm-hmm. I will have fulfillment in my heart. It mm. doesn't matter what denomination you are. It doesn't matter where you go to church. Right, it right. matters, do I know that Jesus is who he said he was? Yep. And everything else from that, eh, it's going to work out.
0: That's right. It's And it is something that you have to learn from experience. There is no reading that on a page being like, okay, I will just obey God and things will naturally fall into my lap. Like that's that's very, it's the, the one of the biggest leaps of faith is like, I'm just going to fixate my eyes on the Lord and then things will naturally tend to go my way. And it doesn't seem logical because... Yeah. Our thinking in the way that we're brought up is that we need to have control over the things that that uh, we experience. It's like having it's something I learned from psychology, and uh, internal locus of control versus an external. So external is things happen to me, and then internal is I make things around me happen. So the internal locus of control is that because of you know, my own work because of my own effort that I put forth. Then I receive all of these good things where the external locus, which is considered uh, lesser than the other one is, Oh, all of these things happen to me. I don't have control over my environment. All of these things are just out of my control. And it's almost backwards. Kind of like how Jesus says the kingdom of God is upside down where it's like, I'm supposed to have control over my life. Right. And God says, well, if you fix your eyes on me, then I will have control over your life for you, and you need only just sit at my feet. And it's like, well, that's backwards to everything I've learned right. in school right. and in college and in my family. It's like, how am I supposed to just expect things to come my way when I'm not working for that at all? Right. It's like, well, that doesn't make sense. It's like, exactly, you right. got it. It doesn't make right. sense. It does make and sense. That's, it's the opposite world. Exactly, that's where the learning curve is hard to understand and that's where the true faith is is I'm going to worship God, I'm going to sit at Jesus feet and I'm going to be obedient to what he's stewarded me to do and everything else will be provided for me. So the one or two people that are still listening to us, how can we pray for you? <laughs> yeah. Um I suppose it would just be you know <laughs> the you know the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know d- the difference, which is I'm going to remain obedient to what I have now. I'm going to surrender things to God that I know that I don't have control over. And then, you know, the wisdom to know the difference, okay. which is which. All right, cool. There you go.
1: And we'll pray mm-hmm. for your job. And uh, yeah. you can pray for me. I'm going to go up to Cleveland for a couple of days uh, mm. to participate in a party. Okay, uh, what kind that's of what party? I do. Uh, a, a friend of mine that's uh, just she's just did an amazing job at this thing called making peace with your past, mm. and uh, years ago helped me to realize some big issues that were Ooh. keeping me and my family apart. Uh, oh wow! I had to go through it like eight or nine times. Whoa! But she's oh, turning eighty, and uh, okay, and she's, she's probably of all the. Um, Non pastors that I know, mm. she has probably influenced more people than I have ever wow. anybody in my entire life. Wow, there a you go. Major change from a practical standpoint. So, mm. thank you for listening. Yeah, and we'll we'll see you next week.
0: All righty, see you guys.